Welcome back to Pin Pals, the podcast all about enamel pins. I'm your host, Eric Roman from Warrior Pins, and I want to thank you, the listener, for joining me today. Now, if you pull out your syllabus, you'll see there's another magnificent episode lined up for you. I had the pleasure of chatting with Whitney Bennett, a.k.a. Lil Boat Boutique. And let me just tell you, this might be my favorite episode. Now, this is only episode four of what I hope is a long and successful podcast. But when I went back to edit this episode, I was just kind of taken back at how awesome Whitney is. Her perspective within the pin game is something to admire. You know, first of all, she's going to drop a ton of exclusives throughout the podcast, so listen closely. We'll talk about trending pop culture topics like Save the USPS movement all the way to Little Yachty. Yes, this is all pin related. She describes her work life before going full time with Lil Bo Boutique, which I think is really interesting. She talks about how she started her state flower series and gives us an incredibly hot take on butterfly pin backings. Buckle in, this is going to be our longest podcast yet, and a quick reminder to stick around to the end because something big is going down with the Warrior Pins this Friday. So without further ado, enjoy this conversation with my pin pal, Lil Bo Boutique. Whitney, welcome to Pin Pals. How's it going? Hello. Hi, Eric. Thank you so much for having me. It's of going course. pretty well. Yeah? How are you surviving through this uh, pandemic situation? <laughs> I tried my best. <laughs> Spending too much money on other people's pens. Yes. <laughs> Some sort of retail therapy, but justifying it as supporting small businesses, <laughs> helping everyone get through it. But I love it. Yeah. I'm doing the same thing. And it really is about supporting small businesses, especially through oh, yeah. a hard, hard time like this. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to do even before this all hit. So mm-hmm. it's just an extra excuse to, <laughs> to do it. <laughs> Have you uh, picked up any new hobbies or anything while in quarantine? Um, I probably should. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, not really. I've been trying to, I guess, challenge myself more when it comes to designing. Because okay. I don't really consider myself a designer or an artist. Like, sure. It's just hard to feel like I'm up to that level, I guess. Um, but I've, the more I practice... Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you're uh, keeping busy and uh, staying productive and looking to improve yourself because we all kind of need that little self-help, self-care, self-reflection during this time. Yes, and, especially uh, because I'm staying home <laughs> yes. and staying away from people like everyone else should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gives me a lot of time to kind of focus on my business and myself and figure things out. So uh, why don't you tell the listeners just a little about yourself um, before we get into the, the nitty gritty of it all. Okay. Um, my name is Whitney. I currently live in Indiana, but I actually grew up in California in the San Diego area. And then I lived in Chicago for 10 years. Um, so I'm like half West Coast, half Midwest. Definitely love the both of them. Have a hard time deciding what's home, I guess, for myself. Um, I started doing pins in 2016, which was kind of like, I feel like the start for a lot of the main pin people that are still kind of going, or at least it was like the surge of like the, the fad that came back with pins and people kind of going crazy more than just like the Disney pins and universal pins and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, just been kind of focusing on that. I was doing it part-time for a long time. And then two years ago, I got really sick of my current job, decided to quit it. And then I've just been kind of 
making this work full time until until it's not gonna work anymore and I have to figure something else out. No, but no, so far, I'm still going. Yeah, still absolutely. Going. As of now, it's uh, mid-August. You have about 12,000 followers on your Instagram. You're doing something right. Your designs are great, and it, it looks like you have great engagement on your pages and on your posts. Um, I think you're doing great, to be honest. Thank you. Yeah, sometimes I have to be like, yeah, there's 12,000 people there. Like, I probably shouldn't say half the things I say, like, in my stories <laughs> or in my posts, but I think that kind of helps me. I think people then like, oh, there's a real person. It's not just this brand or these pins. Like, oh, I can see who I'm supporting. I can see kind of what she stands for or doesn't stand for and um, that she gets excited about like what she's doing and isn't just like focusing on trying to make the money or I don't know, things like that. Not that focusing there's on the issues. Money. Yeah. No, and, and that's great. That's I, I think honestly a lot of the the more successful accounts, no matter what platform, social platform we're talking about, it's huge when uh, the brands show their face and they're talking about like current social issues and sharing their opinions. You might lose a couple followers, but you're being, you know, true to yourself and you're showing that and other people will see that um, and thus kind of will want to engage more with the brand and, and feel, you know, more inclined to uh, support the brand. Yeah, for sure. I would rather use my platform to share resources or support organizations that I believe in and lose followers um, than just stay silent and ignore everything that's going on in the world um, mm -hmm. just to kind of maintain followers. But luckily, I guess I had a pretty decent following where no one's like super against what I'm having to say or the fact that I'm like, yeah, Black Lives Matter. And they're like, yeah true we're gonna stick around yeah. i don't feel like i have to unfollow you um so that has been reassuring um but i mean obviously there's gonna be some people mixed in there that are like oh i'm a terrible person i don't want to be here anymore and i'm like fine i don't want your money that's cool you can yeah. go away now yeah no matter what you stand for there's always going to be people against kind of like what you see and uh you know Oh, well, you know, if they don't stick yeah. around, they don't stick around. It's not the end yeah, of the for world. Sure. I would. Yeah, please go away. I don't want you to follow <laughs> me, which it probably isn't best for business. But like I said, I would rather have a smaller following of people that do have the right mindset than right. people that are going to be like against <clears throat> what I have to say and want to buy from me. I don't know. It's... Yeah. OK, so let's get into pins. Um, yes. This is a pin podcast after all. Um, so I like to start the podcast by asking this question. What is your earliest pin memory? Earliest pin memory. Wow. Um, obviously, Disney pins. I grew up in Southern California, so I was at Disney a lot. Um, but I think the most notable one, and I wish I could remember what year? I want to say 1996, but I think that's probably wrong. Um, I have a commemorative pin from a Super Bowl that happened in San Diego. And I didn't go to the actual game, but my dad and my grandpa took me to like all the like side party, like promo stuff that they do around the Super Bowl. So like there was like games and you could throw footballs to win prizes and stuff. And that was like one of the things I wanted from the shop was this commemorative <laughs> um, Super Bowl <laughs> pin. And I still have it. It's still like on its little backing card and stuff. And it's like, I think my oldest pin that wasn't like purchased vintage um, 
it was just a nice little memory of like my grandpa and hanging out with him and my dad and growing up in San Diego, even though we didn't go to the game, but it's still just like a fun little memory. That's, I love that. What was drawing you to the pin? Was it like a cool design? Was it just being connected to your, your family like that? Yeah, and I honestly don't remember like what other options I guess there were in the shop, <laughs> probably shirts and stuff like that. But I was just like, oh, this shiny little pin, I can wear it. And I think it's just like a pretty generic Super Bowl like what they flash on the screen before the game and like commercials and stuff. I'll definitely find it and take a picture as like a behind the scenes to go with this. So yes, people please. can see what I'm talking about. I love that. I love pins that have special memories attached to them. Mm -hmm. So you said you had a, a day job that you were kind of sick of or just getting a little tired of annoyed. Uh, talk about that and how you ended up starting the, the little boat boutique. So, when I started, I was actually at a different job than the one, my last job. Um, I was working for, uh, I'll say the name. I was working for Paper Source okay. here in Indiana. Um, so a lot of like crafty, creative, um, always having to like make new things and help customers with their projects. And so I got really into like hand lettering and I had to help people with wedding invitations. So a lot of my initial little boat boutique stuff was like decor for weddings <laughs> because it was just like second nature at that point. Um, I was obsessed with buying pins and things like that, but kind of what got me started was working with people getting married. And um, I had done stationery in the past. Um, so I was kind of doing some invites and decided I hated that and how kind of high maintenance the whole thing was, mm -hmm. but I was still kind of making greeting cards. One of my first things was actually um, the state flower of Indiana, which is the peonies um, inside the shape of Indiana. So kind of one of my first designs was what evolved into my state flower series, um, even though that didn't come out till like two years after I started the business. Yeah, I was doing that kind of stuff. And I was like, I don't want to do this. It was just kind of got me started. And I'm glad I chose a name that kind of worked for whatever, because I've had lots of different creative hobbies through my life. Mm -hmm. um, and luckily, this was one that kind of stuck. But then, yeah, while it was working there, and I was like, I don't want to do this. I want to make pins. <laughs> I like pins. So like, when I'd be at work, I would be like drawing pin designs and um, coming up with like, what I thought would be cool. Um, and so I ended up quitting that job <laughs> and getting a desk job. Um, I was a scheduler for a dermatology office. And so I got to sit at a desk just answering phones. So I got to draw on like paper or my iPad as much as I wanted. Um, it was super easy to post on my social media while I was answering phone calls. So that honestly afforded me a lot of um, room to work and get my business started. Um, because as long as I was answering the calls and talking to people, I could do whatever I wanted. So luckily I was multitask. <laughs> I was able to multitask. Um, and then I was there for a while and then it finally got to the point where I was like, I don't want to do this either. Like I, it was like, it wasn't fun anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. Being able to work on the business stuff and have to get yelled at on the phone because someone wanted to see the doctor same day and they couldn't. Um, but I mean, I was super thankful. It gave me the opportunity to get started instead of like 
being on my feet all day and helping people with specific other things. Um, but yeah, that's, I think my second pin started to come out then. But yeah, I would sit at my desk and I would back pins um, while I was sitting there, <laughs> like talking to people. It, I would pack orders and then just drop them off, like when I left work. So that was super, it was a good start, but I'm so glad I left. <laughs> wow, yeah. It sounds like there was an interesting trade off there. You know, it, maybe mm -hmm. it wasn't like a fulfilling job. But the nature of the job allowed you to get a lot of creative work done and help get the, the company started. That's great. Yeah. That's kind yeah, of cool, it, actually. And going from working retail where I was there nights and weekends, always, mm -hmm. to a day job where I was done with work at 3.30 every day. And so then I could go home and work on orders. I had the weekends off. So I, would, I started doing local, like, first Friday events. So it gave me, like, the opportunity to kind of branch out into doing in-person events here locally. Wow, it really worked out for you. You really yeah. made that work. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so That's it worked great. out. <laughs> for sure. I'm curious, how did you come up with the name Lil Boat Boutique? It was kind of a collab between me and my boyfriend. Um, I've always been super into nautical things in the ocean and nice. um, especially growing up just super close to the beach in California. Um, and it has had evolved a couple of times when I tried to do like Etsy shops in the past. And then it did, it was decided before I even knew who Lil Yachty was. I do get <laughs> people yelling Lil Bo at me or Lil Yachty at me at shows all the time. And luckily I do like Lil Yachty, so it worked out. But it was definitely before, <laughs> before his stuff came out. Um, but a lot of people ask if that was the inspiration. It's like, no, I just, I liked I did stuff with paper a lot. So the little paper bow in my logo was like a little touch to that. And then just loving the ocean and nautical stuff. Like I have a huge ship tattooed on my side and a shark and waves and stuff. So it's just always been something I've been like super into. That's cute. I, I think that's yep. also one of the reasons why I kind of, I, I liked your brand uh, ever since we like connected, like we connected way back, I think around that 2006 time or 2016. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. At least like three, four years now at this yeah. point. And um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of uh, nautical things in the ocean. You know, if I could have a do over in life, I would love to study marine biology and just kind of like awesome. live out in the ocean and study whales, specifically orca. Um, yeah. So I just thought it was really cute. I love the name. I was just really curious on where that came from. And then so, since I w have always been all over the place, having it like boutique <laughs> kind mm -hmm. of worked out because then I could just kind of, I could have my stationery. I could... I do weavings, loom weavings, um, like wall hangings that are made with yarn. Oh, wow. So I haven't done that in a long time. That was something I used to do my desk job too. <laughs> um, and then pins. So it just kind of gives me the room to kind of explore and test out different things. For sure. Good call on that too. Um, I was kind of caught between something similar to that, kind of naming the company based off something that was like Ninja Turtle related or mm -hmm. I could go with something a little bit more generic and not be, you know, confined to just kind of like Ninja Turtle pins in, in one niche. So I went yeah. with something a little more generic so I could branch out and experiment with other things. Yeah, um, for sure. Definitely so, gives you that that room to grow or to change. Yeah. And just to, to have fun, you know, with the brand and just do other things. You mm -hmm. never know what's going to take out or take off. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you really don't. Uh, so talk to me about your first pin. 
Um, what was it? What were the challenges behind getting it made? My first spin, ugh, it's kind of cringy now, um, <laughs> now that I know better. So it was based off of a Beyonce song. Um, so it says, I ain't sorry on it. It's just like a little banner, black and gold, soft metal. Um, <laughs> I had no idea. I did a lot of research and obviously I bought a lot of pins at that point. I mm-hmm. followed a lot of pin companies. Um, I ended up going with a bigger middleman. I don't want to name them because I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I mean, whatever. It's made by Cooper. <laughs> okay. Because they were like the big ones. So yep. I was like, all right, I'll try them. Um, and I mean, they were super helpful. <laughs> they took my pencil drawing and turned it into the vector for me and, and did it. Um, pricing was super high, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of got me started. And then once it was time, it sold out pretty quickly, honestly, surprisingly. But that was like super, <laughs> super Beyonce. Everyone's obsessed at the time. Um, but it was just kind of like, I want a pin that says this because I work, I'm working retail. <laughs> I'm not sorry. And I just want to tell these people off all the time. Um, and so that was kind of where that came from. Um, but now I'm like, I probably shouldn't be <laughs> profiting off of this pin. Um, someone else's words, um, especially when it feels, I mean, it could be worse. But it's like borderline cultural appropriation. And yeah. I was like, eh, I don't say ain't really in my normal <laughs> like day-to-day uh, lingo. So I was like, I'll phase that out. But once I was like, ah, eh, I ended up donating profits from the rest of them sold to Black Lives Matter um, organizations. So I was like, at least feel a little bit better about that. That's but great. I was like, it's, it's time to retire this, um, especially because it was more of a simple pin and it was before I kind of realized I liked hard enamel a lot more than soft enamel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just kind of moved into other things. So yeah, I mean, I'll always love that little pin. Um, it definitely got me started and I learned a lot after I left, um, made by Cooper. I actually switched to pin game strong. Okay. Um, and Greg from pin game strong helped me so much with like learning the ins and outs of pin making and kind of what goes into it and that's when I started like learning how to like do the vectors myself and designing digitally instead of just being like here's a picture of a drawing (laughs) please do this for me um and got like my Pantone guide and just really really great resource for someone that's just starting out with pins so uh what was it about your experience with made by Cooper Cooper we're not trying to like uh talk smack about them i'm just curious um was it the the pricing were you not happy with the uh, the communication or like the final product um because um, there's a lot of things to consider when you're like going through a middleman or, or even dir- directly with the manufacturer so i'm curious yeah for sure so, so the, the biggest, biggest thing was the pricing when it came time to reorder they charge the same thing for the first order as they do for any subsequent orders Mm. But by that point, I knew that there shouldn't be a mold fee every single time. Right. So at the very least, that should have been marked down okay. um, since the mold existed already. Right. And that should be like reduced. And they are a European company. Um, so the time difference kind of was off a little bit with that, especially when I had a lot of questions. Um, and they're a lot busier. So it was like turnaround time to get answers and just production time and 
Um, just in that time also was when I found Pin Game Strong, which is now Alchemy merch at this point, um, since they offer a lot more than pins. Um, but yeah, they've been recommended to me from another pin maker and just even just looking at his website, even if you don't go through them, they have so many resources and all the different medals. And so I was like, if I'm paying the same price anyway to order these a second time, I might as well switch over and go with something that seems a little more interested in like helping you learn and helping you grow and not just take your money to make your pins for you. Sure, sure. Fair points. Uh, very fair points. Yeah. I, again, everyone kind of looks at all these different things and, you know, the, the way price versus customer service or communication, they'll look at it differently. So it's good to just kind of, you know, talk about why we choose to go with a certain uh, middleman or not. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I did a few runs of pins with Pin Game Strong, and then once I was feeling comfortable on the whole process, I started going direct with uh, manufacturers and kind of didn't need a middleman anymore, even though I loved my time with them. Um, and that's basically the only people I recommend to someone starting out um, or someone needs to manufacture because everything else is so iffy (laughs) like even someone you've been using for the longest time like you can still get bad batches but at least when you're going through that middleman they'll take care of it for you um if you're not super familiar with how to approach it um so yes if you're new to the pin game you want to start getting the pins definitely check out alchemy merch craig and his team are amazing so talk to me about your state flower pin series i love the idea and i love the way that they're coming out beautiful. Thank you. I was super excited when I started it. And I mean, I still am. It's still probably my favorite pins, I think. Um, I started it because I wanted pins of my own states. Um, and especially with the state flowers, because the two, the two states I started with were California, where I grew up, which the state flower is the poppies, which I love. And then Indiana, where I am currently. Um, and where I was when I started with the pins um, is peonies. And so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'll make these. I haven't really seen this kind of idea in pin form. Um, and then those were popular. And then people love to request their own states <laughs> a lot <laughs> and very enthusiastically, sometimes aggressively. Most, <laughs> most people are pretty nice about it, pretty chill about it. Um, and so then I did another batch and I did Illinois, which I've lived in. And then I did some of the more popular, I guess, bigger states. So I did Texas and New York. Um, And then I let people vote now uh, through my Instagram. So when the time comes, I'll ask people to, I've done it through a survey once and I've done it on Instagram comments before. Um, I'll probably stick with survey because Instagram comments can get a little overwhelming. Yes. Yeah. I let people vote and then I take some from the top of the list and some from the bottom of the list to kind of balance it out Hmm. so I don't do like all the popular states first and then get left with like the less popular states but honestly the what I thought would be less popular has been more popular like my Kansas pin sells more than my New York pin but I think it's because there's so many more options for New York um, in pin form or just art form than there is for Kansas and so it's kind of representing those people that don't necessarily get the same attention as like a state like New York would or the New York design is just bad and people don't like it. (laughs) No, 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 it's a great design. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting for that New Jersey pin. I know. Drop. I was gonna say I, I bumped it up the list for you. I don't think it's not in my like planned next batch, um, but it'll come in the one after. And I've actually wanted to maybe by the time this airs, I'll have started it. I actually really want to do some collabs, um, not on the pins themselves, but on some sticker sheets, where mm. I'll do like half of the designs on the sticker sheet and then pair up with a maker from that state. So like pairing up with you on it for New Jersey and you submit some designs or contribute some designs related to New Jersey. Um, and then the release as a sticker sheet and I'll get some to sell and you get some to sell. So hopefully oh, that would be really cool. Hopefully that'll be rolling <laughs> pretty soon. Um, I've been wanting to do it for a long time and I just need to finally sit down and do it. Um, yeah. And then just kind of pick one maker, um, from each state and then it kind of ties to someone that lives there a little more directly. Ooh, I love this. This is a, a is this a pin pals exclusive? It is. Ooh, it is. Okay. I mean, I I I've it. told a couple people that I like want to do it with, um, like a friend that lives in Massachusetts that I've talked to about it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's in one of my like pin pods on I like group chat, pin group it. chats on Instagram, um, just to see if it was like a good idea or not. And so I, I think it would be, I think there's some potential there. Um, and so far everyone I've talked to about it is excited about it. So maybe we'll uh, work on that New Jersey one soon. That's very cool. Yeah, definitely sign me up for it. So before we move on to kind of like the next segment, uh, I'd like to ask you if you have any advice or tips uh, for new pin comers? Oh boy. Uh, butterfly, metal butterfly backings are the worst. <laughs> don't use them. Um, they don't work very well. They're not secure. They scratch. If they're, if you package more than one pin in a mailer, they're going to scratch the other pins unless you like put them back to back. Um, I just hate them so much. <laughs> I just hate them so much. Um, rubber backers, um, are more secure. If you're putting your pin on a jacket or a backpack, get the locking backers. Mm -hmm. A lot of makers sell them in their shops as an add-on. I have them in my shop or you can just buy them online in bulk. Um, if you have a lot of pins that, yeah, my first like round of pins, um, had those butterfly backers on them. And I was like, this is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. Um, but honestly, the biggest thing I tell people is do your research there's so many pins out there, um, so many designs, and a lot of people can have the same idea at the same time without it being a copy. But I don't know. I just have that kind of like respect for other makers. I don't know if that's the word I'm thinking of. But like if someone's already done an idea that I have or that I want to do, I'll not do it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it already exists. I don't want to kind of take away from what they're already doing. Um, unless there's like a way I can change it or kind of make it a little bit more my own um, or even reach out. There's, I had an idea a couple of years ago for a pin um, and I'm a slow, I'm a slow <laughs> designer. I take way too long with my designs and then someone will come out with like something that's the same thing. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm not doing this anymore. Um, but at, in that situation I reached out to the maker and I was like hey I've been working on this I don't want you to think I'm copying but if you don't want me to do it I won't do it and they were like yeah if I saw it without you reaching out I would think you're copying um and I'm not going to tell you you can't but just 
it's a little too similar for comfort. So I just kind of scrapped that idea just because I was like, I would feel bad. And if I was in their situation and I'm doing like, it, ah, just kind of, I can, I can go with one of my million other ideas mm-hmm. first um, and explore that. And obviously I'm not expecting everyone to be like, well, I want to make this Simpsons pin, but this other Simpsons pin exists. I can't do it. I'm like, well, stuff like that. It's a little bit different. Right, um, right. I don't know. Just being aware of what's out there already mm-hmm. and not trying to capitalize on what's working for someone else or being like, Hey, this person's doing a state pin, <laughs> like state flower pin design whole series. I'm going to jump in and start one too. And then so you can tell this is a real situation of yeah, experience I see that. that I'm dealing with right now um, where they're like, oh, I'm starting one and I'm going to swoop in and copyright them to try and take over. And I have 100,000 followers. So I have the means to kind of take this over. So that's been a little annoying. Oh, that's super annoying. <laughs> but the styles are different. I know that I came first. Mm-hmm take it as a compliment that I'm doing something right and just kind of use it as motivation to kind of hurry up and get more (laughs) states out there. Yeah. So, uh, but just that anxiety, like, yeah. It's the worst. And then like, and I'm like, are people going to like this? Is this just going (laughs) to flop? Someone's going to beat me to it or yeah. It's just kind of hard to ignore those thoughts in your head and be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I try not to get too consumed uh, by that anxiety and just be like, you know what? It's all good, you know. I'm not yeah. gonna. I can't like really stress myself because then it's just it's gonna it's doing me harm and and you know that's not why I'm in the pin game. You know, I'm not trying to like deal with that oh, yeah. kind of stuff. For sure. Yeah, I try not. I try to be like I'm making these pins because I like them. Yes. And if other people like them, cool. But I wanna I wanna make them because I wanna wear them. And so luckily, it's kind of worked out where people have been like, oh yeah, I also like that. Um, but yeah, you just gotta have to put away that imposter syndrome, self-doubt, and kind of keep focusing on what you like. And I don't know. I've been, that's what it, okay, that has been my quarantine hobby (laughs) is trying to get more comfortable with like, yeah, I like this design. It's, I think it's good. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put it out there. And so I've actually been posting more like designs on my page instead of just finished products. And so like I, yeah, just like images of actual drawings and stuff. And I've been getting better engagement on those than stuff that exists already. So I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't so bad. That's great. Um, and that's a, a kind of a great segue into our next kind of topic of questions. And that's marketing. So let's talk about social media marketing and just kind of like the tactics that you do. First of all, what platforms are you active on? Um, Instagram's the biggest one, for sure. Um, I never check my business Facebook and that's probably bad. I think I'm probably ignoring a lot of people over there, (laughs) but I use a service, um, called if this, then that. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I post on Instagram, it pushes it to my other platforms, but it posts them in like the native format of those platforms. So like on Facebook, it's not just like the Twitter posts with the caption cut off and a link. It'll post the image like it's like I was posting it directly there, um, which I think is a little bit better um, yeah. instead of people just completely being, oh, this is just the Instagram feed <laughs> going over. Um, Twitter, I am pretty 
pretty, I spent a good, good amount of time over there. Um, I just like my Instagram tend to kind of use it as a personal, (laughs) personal page also. Um, Definitely a smaller following over there because I haven't done a whole lot of Twitter marketing. Um, But there's different people over there than art that are on Instagram. So it's still nice to engage with people over there. Um, And then Pinterest has actually been a good one for me. I spend a lot of time on Pinterest. Pinterest. It also just helps me find other pins that I want to see or want to buy. And so like I have a pin board and a patch board and I save pins from my friends there, but I also find pins that I didn't know existed and kind of share them there. So it's kind of like a curated um, grouping of pins that I like or that I want other people to see. So if you're like, yeah, I want to see other stuff that I don't necessarily see like on Instagram or that I wouldn't necessarily find because I only shop on Etsy and I don't look at like people standalone stores. It's kind of nice to have everything kind of there. Um, but yeah, the state flowers do pretty well on Pinterest. That's, That's great. great. Okay. So you're, you're, you're out there in the world, you know, you don't have all your eggs just in the Instagram basket, but try not to. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's really important, important too. Um, especially, yeah, especially with the current state of Instagram. Yes. So, oh yeah, so you were around in 2016, probably before all the major algorithm changes. Oh, yeah. You have some, I'm sure you have something oh, yeah. to say about that. <laughs> I go back and forth about being like, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then I'll like post something and I'll be like, oh, 44 likes, cool. <laughs> I have 12,000 followers. You showed it to 400 people. Okay, thanks, Instagram. And so I, I'm doing a contest right now, and I was like, let me look at how much it would be to promote that main post for it. So I actually did that this morning. And for $5, so if I did like a one-day $5 thing, mm-hmm. it was going to show my post to like 350 people. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and that's like... Yeah, it's it's so annoying. It's like just show it to everyone that follows me. Why, <laughs> like, just do that bare minimum. I like I'm even over like the whole chronological thing. As much as it would be nice, mm-hmm. I think I follow too many people. Um, <laughs> that's really <laughs> to make sense. But sometimes I'm like, I'll I won't see someone's like sale post or like their pin drop post till like two days later, mm-hmm. and then it sold out. Like there was a pin I wanted to get and I didn't set an alarm for it. And I saw the post maybe like 45 minutes after the launch. And I was like, Oh yeah, let me go look and see. And of course it sold out. So it's like, well, <laughs> it happens to me thanks. too. Thanks Instagram. Yeah. So how do you go about trying to navigate your way through this algorithm? So it was partially inspired to do that because I have been posting like previews or like getting feedback posts on my Patreon, which I honestly forgot I had. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise I would have mentioned that as part of my platforms. It was coming up. Um, I had questions about it. Okay. I got your back. Um, Okay. Thank you. Um, But yeah, so I've been posting like screenshots of like my iPad and like, this is what I'm working on. Tell me if you think this is okay or just expect this soon or there's, I've been designing more stuff specifically for them for the monthly rewards um, and then those things kind of evolve into stuff that I've been posting on um, my main feed. Um, and so that's why I was like, 
okay, well, I already have this post of like just these, uh, my new pins that are coming out. There's three, they're yikes, whelp, and oof, (laughs) and little pennants. And so it's just like an image of the three of them stacked and the colors are like pretty coordinating. Um, And so I posted that as like a teaser. It's just like, hey, I've just been kind of messing around with these. These are words that kind of sum up how I'm feeling in 2020. (laughs) And then there was a really good reaction to those and people asking for it as pins. And I was like, all right, guess I'll make pins. Um, So those are coming up soon. Those will be here when the peach pin comes um, there's also, oh, I have lots of exclusives for you. I love um, it. so I ordered the versions that are shown in that image. Um, but there's also, so those are going to be soft enamel. So I could do the dyed, um, the dyed metal, but there is hard enamel versions coming that are just, uh, gold, black and white. No, little classier for people that don't want the more colorful or people that prefer hard enamel over the soft enamel. And so I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, it's just kind of stemmed from that. Like, okay, well, people don't hate when I'm drawing. Mm-hmm. So I can, maybe I'll try posting it on my Instagram and it worked out. And so I've just been kind of kind of writing that and kind of giving previews a little bit more. And then it kind of holds me accountable, honestly, to kind of stick with it or actually get those things made and not wait two months and then someone else does. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I think you're doing a great job by sharing a lot of these, even, you know, in progress designs. I think it's really cool and you're feeding, uh, what your followers want and I guess kind of expect from, uh, like a, a little boutique like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, definitely trying to like be more artistic, I guess, mm-hmm. not just do the pins. So like I have a, a print that just came in of basically those three pennants stacked that I'll be listing soon. And so it's like, oh, okay, well, I can use this thing in other mediums too, which is nice. Um, <laughs> just kind of just trying to branch out a little bit and not just post pictures of the same pins for sale, like products. Like I think people at a certain point get sick of just being marketed, like yep. buy this, please buy this. <laughs> yep, um, and so I try to balance it out, um, especially because I haven't, with the whole pandemic and everything, I haven't released a new pin in a while. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just kind of like burnt out on the same things. And so that's when I was like, all right, let's try out some of these new designs and give people like little sneak previews and stuff. And it's been, been working out. It's that, I, I think you're doing a cool job kind of promoting other people, other pin shops, um, other, you know, people of color or black owned pin shops and things like that. I'm looking at a couple posts right now. You know, you're sharing, you're giving some love to other pin makers like Otherworld, uh, who just yes. went through all that <laughs> that's, BS. That's another Instagram thing. I'm actually wearing one of his shirts right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, poor Robert. <laughs> yeah. He's one of, I mean, there's been a few pin makers that I've known that have had their account shut down with like thousands and thousands of followers. And he's been in pin game longer than most people like five he just he was celebrating his five-year five anniversary years. yeah and they shut down his account <laughs> and he's basically starting over from scratch so it's like yeah you don't necessarily want to put all your eggs in one basket like you said but it's like instagram's the best place to be also so it's it's frustrating um and especially like trying to rebuild that audience and kind of let people know that 
that's happening. So mm-hmm. I'd been doing these like feature Friday posts and I actually was like, I don't really know who to post this week. And I haven't been forcing it. Like there's a couple of weeks I've missed because I want it to be someone I'm like excited about and have a lot of things to say. Yeah. And so his account went down and I was like, all right, I'm going to post Otherworld this week because I can like rave about how great of a person he is and how good of a designer he is. And we've done a lot of pin shows together um, when I travel out for those and just always so welcoming and mm-hmm. just always so helpful to pin makers that are newer or just are his friends and stuff. So I was happy to share him and his situation with my followers if it could help even just a little bit. Yeah. yeah Rob, Rob is an OG. OG. Shout, Shout out, out to Rob. Rob. Love, Love you, brother. brother. Going to have to have you on the, on the pod soon. Another thing that I, I see you doing, you do really cool giveaways, more specifically the recent one, the postcard giveaway. Yes. That's a great marketing tactic, and uh, I, I'd, I'd like to uh, hear a little bit more about it. Um, so that's one that I've wanted to do for a while. Um, it kind of came to mind when I started my uh, state flower series. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I can have people mail me postcards of these states. And then I have like free props basically to make posts with or like, oh, cool. I have a California um, postcard. I can use that as a background with my California pin just to kind of mm-hmm. mix it up. So it's not always just like the same white or whatever color background. Um, and I just kept putting it off because I was like, it seems like a lot to organize. Um, and then it kind of, the timing worked out with postal service needing help <laughs> kind of circling back to that yep. um because i'm like all right people are sending more mail anyway they know that they should be buying more stamps or that they could help by buying more stamps and people are stuck at home not getting as much like interaction with other people so i was like all right send me postcards send me cards um i made the promise to send everyone that sends me one i'll send them something back <laughs> so i'm still working on exactly what that'll be um, it'll definitely have a discount code for everyone that participated, um, which I don't know if I've told any of them that yet. Um, Another but, yeah, exclusive. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm just dropping <laughs> exclusives all over the place. Um, but yeah, so it'll be a, a design specifically for them. So it'll be it'll be a postcard, but I think I'm going to send them in an envelope just so they can use it for whatever they want going forward. Oh, cute. I like that. And then I can kind of like throw like one of my logo stickers in there or like specific notes. So like there's people who sent like six cards or like multiple, like um, going out of their way to send me super cute notes. Like I've had real life friends send me stuff um, just to be like, Hey, I just wanted to send you a card. I don't need to be part of the contest. Um, People that I've made friends with through pins that I haven't actually met in in person. um, Just people that I'm like, I, you're a new follower, but they, or they find the contest and don't even follow me, but like, I want to do this. This sounds cool. So did weekly giveaways for like smaller prizes. Um, but the grand prize, the person gets to pick, um, my next seat that I'm doing for my series. Yeah. And then it gets fast tracked. So it'll, it won't have to wait on the other group that I'm doing. I'll work on it. I said, I, it'll be like a two week turnaround. Um, to get the design, they get to give me feedback on like colors and wow. um, things like that. Yeah. So some people are excited about it because they are like, if this is a chance to move my state to the top, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send a million postcards. 
And some people are like, well, my state's already been made, but I'll choose one that my friend wants, or um, I just want to win the other stuff. So they'll also get all of the existing pins um, in the series. And then I don't remember if I said five or 10 of the one that I get made that they chose. Um, they'll get those to give away. And then like a one-off piece of art based on the flowers for that state. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. They're hitting the, the jackpot with this one. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. awesome. So, um, I know the people on the podcast won't be able to hear it, but this is the stack of, <laughs> this yeah. is just week one. Holy moly. <laughs> haven't counted exactly how many it's like as thick as a harry potter book maybe even thicker yeah so there's these are all the postcards and then these are all the ones that came in envelopes wow (laughs) um which is getting harder to like draw from yeah i'm like do i put them in like a huge like a storage tote and just like <laughs> I don't want to just I don't want to destroy them either. Yeah. So I think I might take on um logging them. Okay. And then doing like a number generator to pick them from the list. But that's also a lot of time to yep. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta figure it out. Wow. Um or maybe yeah maybe just stick with like a big tote and then have someone else that doesn't necessarily know like there's some that have like 3D effects to them. And I feel like if I felt that, I'd be like, oh, I know whose that is. Sure. It's like, do I pick it because I know them or do I not pick it because I know who they are? And so I just don't feel like that's super fair. Um, So I got to kind of work out the kinks there. But I'm excited about it. And I can't believe the response to it and how many people are participating. And super exciting. It's incredible. incredible. When I I first found out, I fell in love with the idea. idea. It's It's so wholesome, too. It's a great (laughs) way to connect with people. And and for for you, it's a great way to, you know, reach out and connect your brand with these people and, and... and add a like a personal voice to it and a personal connection. And I think that's huge when trying to grow a business. So like you're winning on all fronts with this giveaway idea. I love it. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. And I'm excited to write back to people because I always like sending mail. Mm-hmm. And I mean, working at a stationery store, I have just hordes of greeting cards <laughs> and postcards and stationery. Um, so it's like, yeah, if I have an excuse to buy stamps, cool stamps and send cards and stuff, then I'll take it. And then if I can just kind of also use it to promote myself or give people a chance to win stuff for my brand, win-win. Whitney, you're killing it right now. (laughs) I I love it. I love it. Uh, So let's talk about what's it like vending at shows for you? It's, It's different because there's no like pin, like pin dedicated shows in Indiana. And so I've gotten my start doing shows, kind of doing like local first Fridays or markets. And so I'll be the only one with like pins and patches and everyone's like uh, vintage clothing or like paint, like oil paintings or um, illustrations or jewelry. Like, and so I think it's nice to kind of have that variety. Mm -hmm. Um, And I get a lot of people who don't, like they're not into pins or not in the pin community. So it's always been like a good reaction um, at those. And it's kind of introduces people to that world or people that are local and are into pins get super excited. Yeah. There's someone selling pins. Um, so I get a lot of like repeat people come in 
um, customers that have become friends locally and people that'll just come out just to say hi to me, even though they're like, I already have the pins I want. I just wanted to come say hi because I knew you're going to be here. Um, so it's been kind of rough not having that every month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, financially, sure, but just that like interaction and seeing those people and kind of getting that like connection with them. But then there's the big, <laughs> the big guys, the, the big pin shows that I travel for. Uh, we did one together, even though <laughs> didn't get a chance to talk. Um, so the main ones I do are in California because it's easy for me to stay with family and fly out there and just kind of make it like a double, double whammy. Um, sure. But I've done the pins and patches in New York that you also did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've done the Midwest Flare Fest in Chicago. Okay. And that was, that one's a lot of fun, smaller scale, but really cool, really fun. Um, so I miss those two because <laughs> now it's two California ones this year that didn't happen. Um, I know. And New York didn't happen. And I was look, I was going to try to go to either Arizona or Texas this year. That was like my goal was to branch out to a new place. Didn't happen. But just something to look forward to and work towards for once. Yeah. Have, so- once it's all kind of packed and normal. Yeah. Yeah. Do you you also also suffer suffer from from that that anxiety anxiety of just like trying to get get all your stuff (laughs) and your your table (laughs) set up? And like, how do you, how do you do do it? it? Like, Like, do you just, you have family out in California that you just ship the stuff to and then just kind of. I have not shipped. I take it on the plane with me. Oh, snap. That is a different level of stress. Um, So the first few times I carried on pins and that is, a wild experience for TSA. <laughs> it, especially if you don't tell them what's going on first, it'll go through and they're just like, what is all this metal mm-hmm. with all these points and stuff? So I've started telling them ahead of time, like, hey, I sell pins. There's a bunch of product in here. It's sharp, but everything's like protected. Let's, I promise it's fine. And so I have like it down now. So I'll put them in like plastic like zip or gallon bags mm-hmm. um by pin and then those go in like plastic totes mm-hmm. and then that goes in like a big duffel bag um so then i can pull out the totes easily and i'm not just pulling out like random like bags of stuff Smart. and then those can go through the x-ray like on its own and then they're like they'll still look at it at the end to mm-hmm. be like let me just make sure and then they're like oh yeah it's fine um, and I've tried to give pins to a couple of TSA agents in the past, <laughs> so like, but they're like, I would love it, but I, we're just not allowed to take anything from anyone. And sure. I'm like, all right, well, sorry. <laughs> um, but the last couple times I checked my pins and that was super stressful. Um, cause I just didn't want to carry them through everything again. So I was like, other people put them in their like suitcases and just, it's fine. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'll try it. And it worked out fine. But yeah, there's there's stress there too of like, what if they lose your suitcase? Um, what if it opens and everything spills out and just ruined? Um, but it's worked out so far. But yeah, I, leading up to traveling for it, I'm stressed out beyond belief. And then once I'm there and I'm like, this isn't my normal setup. It's like a small, because I can't travel with all my stuff. And then everything's like not set up the way it would be. So now in California, in my mom's place, I have tables, I have like plastic like drawers, I have bulletin boards, I have like display stuff like all stashed up in her like attic that Smart. I can like, use instead of like having to bring 
stuff every single time. I've just, every mm-hmm. time I do one, I just kind of acquire more things. Yep. Um, so that is nice. But when it came like to do New York, I was like, I don't have a way to do this. <laughs> I'm staying in a hotel. Um, I'm getting in like the right the night before. There's like no time to like really process anything. So yeah, that was a little more stressful for me, but it was a lot of fun. I usually do them by myself and it can get pretty overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but it's like, even if I had someone there to set up with me, I'm like, I don't know what to tell you to do. I'm still figuring <laughs> this out. And you, you can just sit there and watch me and give me moral support because I'm still going to do it all myself. But at least when you have someone with you, they can help you carry stuff and you don't have to kind of do a million trips. Right. Um, and they can watch your table so you can like go get food and stuff like that or go get food for you. That's always nice. So you're not just behind a table for eight hours. Yes, yes, 100%. Talking to people nonstop. It's, it's great. great. I, don't, don't get me wrong. It is. But it's just, it's very exhausting. Yeah, there's a lot of stress. But then once it's like going, it's like, oh yeah, this is amazing. I love talking to people about pins. I love seeing the pins that they come in wearing. Or like people, I usually do an exclusive pin for the California shows. Mm-hmm. It's usually just a variant of my existing California um, cool. like state. So when people will come with like the previous ones. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> you're back. <laughs> and so they like try to like collect them all and stuff. So it's, it's cool to kind of see those same people, even if it's like once or twice a year that I'm out in California doing shows, but that they'll still kind of come back. And even if they don't buy something, just to be like, Hey, I just want to say hi. I said, you're going to be here again or getting to see my pin maker friends that I only see at those shows mm-hmm. and kind of getting to trade and uh, hang out with those people briefly and stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. So would so you say, would that's, say that's probably, probably your favorite, favorite part about, about vending at these shows? shows? Yes, because I can get a lot of pins in one place. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I get to see a lot of people that I don't get to see very often because I'm not out there in the California pin scene all the time. Mm-hmm. Just when I come out for the bigger shows that are kind of worth the flights and everything to come out there. Uh, so before we move on to our last topic, do you have any advice for those looking to start vending at shows? Um, probably start small. (laughs) That worked out for me. Um, maybe attend, attend shows, like go to a pins and patches show or one of the other shows and kind of see how it's set up or check their Instagram and like see what people have done in the past. Um, counting, like making sure you bring all of your products. I ran out of California. I ran out of California pins at a California pin show, um, once. And that was, stressful um, so I just was like here's discount code here's free shipping I promise yeah I have more at home I just didn't bring enough I've been there so that that was something um I, I mean I guess I don't know because <laughs> I'm still figuring it out I'm still stressed about it every time uh bring lots of water drink lots of water stay yeah. hydrated sunscreen if it's outside um yeah just be able to kind of talk about your pins and be ready to have a line probably or like a lot of people at your table once and be able to handle it all or bring someone with you there you go bring bring someone with you that can help you those are a lot of great great tips tips. great Great tips tips. and they'll they'll all help um all right right, so so let's let's get get to to the the last last portion portion of the podcast podcast, which is a little rapid rapid fire fire. um Um, i'm just going to ask you uh, a couple questions and First thing to kind of pop to your head, shout them out. You ready? Yes. All right. 
which one of one your of pins your was your favorite, favorite to make? Oh boy. Um, it changes all the time. Um, right now, I would say it's one of my earlier pins, but it's still a classic and it still kind of hits home for a lot of people is my homesick pin. Um, yes. Especially since I'm out of state from where I grew up and now I'm out of state from like my second home and just kind of always like missing somewhere. Um, and home doesn't have to necessarily be a place, a physical place and stuff. And um, it's a little astronaut out in space and it says homesick. And it's like, hey, you could be somewhere super rad, like out in space and still feel homesick for someone or something. Um, and I think that it kind of hits with a lot of people and it's just still, I haven't retired it because it's still kind of going and I still love it so much. And I've done a few different variants of it just to kind of mix it up or give some different options. And yeah, that one will always just kind of be my, my baby. It's such a cute pin. Very adorable. I love it. I'm going to have to order it. What is your proudest accomplishment with Lil Boat Boutique? Oh, goodness. Um, honestly, I think doing shows. I've always been kind of a quiet, anxious person and not super social. And the fact that I'm like, yeah, I'm going out and doing these shows and talking to people and kind of putting myself out there. Mm -hmm. That was kind of like a big step for me. And the fact that I still keep doing it and I don't know, it's a lot of fun and it's maybe more of a personal accomplishment than like a milestone for my business. <laughs> um, but it's still like I've grown a lot doing those and um, learned a lot about my business and myself and kind of being able to be social. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's huge. I love that. Yeah. What is your favorite pin in your collection? Oh, I thought you might ask something like this. I feel like I grabbed a couple. <laughs> that changes because there's, I have like different themes within my collection. So like I have a lot of Twin Peaks pins that I collect. And then now I collect state pins to kind of pair with the ones that I make um, or that people gift me a lot now. Um, I, okay, I'm gonna shout out one that I just got. So I'm gonna say it's my favorite because it's my first fantasy pin that I've ever gotten. Um, Cause I've always been like, just confused and in <laughs> awe of fantasy pin makers that like make like 35 pins and they're like four inches big and yeah. they're like super detailed and have like different crazy effects. So I just got one from Evergood merch. Um, he's doing some Lord of the Rings ones. So it's a Gandalf pin. So I'll show it to you cause you can see it. But look how big this is. Holy cow. So this is my California pin. That's two Ooh. inches tall. <laughs> so this is at least three wow. inches. And it has transparent metal. It has screen printing. Um, it's the biggest pin I've ever seen. And it's my <laughs> first ever, <laughs> it's my first fantasy type pin. And I've always been like, I don't, I don't understand why they're charging so much or why they're making so few, like just make more. And now I have it and I'm like, I got to buy more. Yeah. <laughs> I got to buy more. Um, and actually his, one of his pins was that one that I said I missed because I didn't set a timer and it was too late. It's a, it's a, um, a Star Wars. I keep, sorry, my, my mind went blank. It's a Star Wars fantasy pin and it's really cool. And, and now I'm like, well, now I have to start collecting these big pins too. Okay. You're going to need a separate board just for the big boys. I know. I actually have been working on my pin boards 
Here. So there's one. Look at that. (laughs) I have like a whole rig set up that I'm like ruining right now. Um, (laughs) That'll be a behind the scenes photo because this is a mess. Yeah, I have one big board that's been full and I've just been like putting my pins in like a bin because I'm like, I need another board and I get a lot of pins when I do shows and stuff. Um, and I've been buying a lot during, <laughs> during the pandemic. So I was like, all right, I'm finally going to get another board. And so I've been like trying to reorganize that. And I'm like, I have so many pins. I have so many pins. I love it. <laughs> and I'm glad that they're finally all going to be on display so I can look at them and wear them more often because they're easier to get to. But there's a lot of pins. I love that problem, though. That's a problem I'll happily it's, welcome into my life. Yes, for sure. And so that's why I'm like, it's so hard for me to say what my favorite pins are because it changes day to day, basically. Or like, oh, I haven't seen this pin in a while. Oh, I love that pin. <laughs> that's my favorite pin. I love it. Uh, if you had a redo in life, what would you do differently? Ooh. Uh, oh. <laughs> just in general? Um, yeah, just in general. I maybe would have stayed in Chicago. Why do you say that? The pizza really good? <laughs> the pizza is good. But yeah, just I spent from like 20, age 20 to 29 there. So like real formative years there. Mm-hmm. A lot of my like close friends are there and I love the big city and um, I don't know, it just kind of became my home. And as much as I love Indiana and I'm still in the Midwest, which I enjoy and stuff, but I'm like, I miss Chicago. <laughs> I've never been, but, but I'd like to go one day. I think you'd like it, um, but luckily it's only like a three-hour drive, so I can still drive up there and visit oh, okay. and stuff. But, but yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, I should have stayed. <laughs> should have stayed. Give me a hot take. Ooh, hot take. I'll, I'll give you one. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying this on all the podcasts because I, I I will stand okay. by this until the day I die. Pizza tastes better cold. I just, oh, yeah, I I'll, love cold pizza. I'll, I love cold pizza. Yeah, I, I back that. Ooh, I was thinking it was just a pin-related hot take. <laughs> now it can be anything. Um, oh, boy, wear a mask. Hot take, <laughs> wear a mask. mask. Can you believe it? You have to say that. Some people actually won't wear masks. And no, they won't sad. wear a mask. Um Hot take, Black Lives Matter. Ooh, <laughs> I love it. Why, why is this the world that we're living in? The postal service is essential. <laughs> um, yeah, if people watch my stories, they know that I'm like stressing about all of these things all mm-hmm. of the time and posting stuff all of the time for it. And that's not like me trying to be like, ah, oh, yeah. I'm, it's like, no, I just get frustrated and I want to share it because otherwise I'm just going to sit here and like stew and be angry all the time. But if I can kind of, put it out there and hopefully share resources that people can yep. learn from, not just me yelling out into the void. Um, then hopefully that helps. And so far it seems people seem to think it does, but yeah, why, why is like basic human, <laughs> why is that a hot take? I um, wish I had the answer. I did it just, um, I don't I'm know. trying to think of at least like a lighthearted <laughs> hot take right now. I like pineapple on pizza. <laughs> I So everyone seems to be all or nothing. I don't want pineapple on every pizza. But it's always like, 
yeah, pineapple should be on pizza or, or it shouldn't. It's like, well, no, there's, there's right situations for it. It's not all or nothing here. I don't want it on every pizza, but sometimes you're in the mood for some pineapple, especially cold. I don't like warm pineapple. Yeah. So that's why you got to wait till the next day. You got to eat it cold. So it's kind of a combo with yours. And it's just kind of like good and refreshing cold pineapple Mm -hmm. pizza. Like I'm about that. I can get down with that for sure. I have gotten down with that. Let me, let me correct myself. I very much enjoy pineapple pizza. Yes. Before I stopped eating meat, like Hawaiian, like ham Mm -hmm. and uh, Hawaiian ham and pineapple pizza was like my jam. Mm -hmm. And now that I don't eat meat, I still get pineapple on pizza, but it's usually a little bit different. I love it. All right. right. Last Last but not not least, least, what what are are the little things things in life life for you? Boy, um, pins. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. Um, I really enjoy, so every morning I'll, I have like a yard. We, I rent a house with my boyfriend. So it's nicer than like, we've only lived in apartments beforehand really, but we have like a yard. So every morning I start my day by going out there with my dog and I sit outside and if it's not super hot I like to draw out there um or I've been trying to get back into reading so I'll take a book or a graphic novel out there with me to read um and she rolls around in the grass or chases squirrels (laughs) or whatever and it's just like no social media just kind of chill out um just kind of enjoy the quiet and like I don't know being outside for a little bit before I kind of get back into scrolling and posting and yelling online <laughs> just using the it's morning to like decompress kind of highlight of my day just to kind of start off on a good foot definitely i, I do the same thing minus uh the dog and, and renting a house congratulations that's awesome but try to get outside and start the day with like a walk you know mm-hmm. yeah i want to start walking to take my orders i fit fa- i found like the closest like Dropbox. um so i'm like once it's, it's been like in the nineties, I'm not, I'm not going to walk to take your orders in the nineties. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I'm not doing it. Um, but once it's a little bit cooler, I would like to walk and take them, um, just to kind of change up my routine. I drive to the local post office instead of using drop boxes currently. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I also have a PO box. So it's like, I have to go there to check it anyway, Yeah. but I take my dog cause she loves going in the car. So it's like a whole little trip. Um, but I'm like, all right, we'll just walk and do it this other way, kind of change things up. But it's just been too hot for her and for me to to walk. Like, I think it's like a mile and a half to the closest one, which isn't far, but you just don't want to be out in 95 degree heat and humidity doing that. Yeah, I did that that once just because I was like, uh, let me get a walk. Let me get a tan. It's hot. Who cares? And and I wore my mask the entire way. And it's only like a little over a mile. But mm-hmm. I was like drenched by the time I got to the post office. So it was <laughs> the worst mistake ever. It's awful. And that's, it's like part of why I miss Chicago because I walked everywhere. I didn't have a car or like access to a car there. So I was either taking the bus or walking everywhere. Mm-hmm. I used to like walk like four miles to work at like a certain point in my life. And I'm like, I want to get back into like walking and kind of taking my camera with me and taking pictures yeah. along with like cool, fun things that I see or just like, street art or flowers or whatever and kind of slowing things down and just not staring at my phone or driving there and never like i don't know experiencing anything really well that's, that's great. great i love that you're sticking to these uh little daily morning rituals 
That's fantastic. And guess what? You made it to the end of Pin Pass. You, you got me with a couple tough ones there. Yeah. <laughs> Stump them. Got them. I'm going to give you the floor. You know, tell the listeners where they can follow you. Anyone you want to shout out, any, any, any followers in particular, or your friends and family. The floor is yours, Whitney. Oh, boy. Of course, I forget everyone that I know <laughs> at all. Um, everyone can find me on all social medias. It's Lil, L-I-L, Boat Boutique, um, everywhere. I'm... Tumblr, Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, pretty much anything. TikTok, anything you can think of. Even if I don't use it, I'm there. Um, I, ooh, TikTok, no. <laughs> I love to watch videos. I cannot, I have not figured out any like proper ways to use it for my business yet, but I just use it to kind of watch other people's fun ones. Um, Nostalgia Vault has a good TikTok. He's worth following there. Um, my Patreon is also slash Little Boat Boutique, I'm trying to do a lot more like videos and behind the scenes stuff over there. Um, a lot of like previews and polls to vote on like different stuff that's coming out. Um, a lot of stuff that's coming up now has started out as rewards for them in a different format and just kind of evolved. So that's always like, it's just another way to kind of connect with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but shout outs. So I want to shout out two people that have had their accounts deleted by Instagram because mm. it's tough out here. So we talked about Robert from Otherworld. His mm-hmm. new Instagram is Otherworld 2.0 with the with the dot with the period in there. Yep. Follow him. He has some really great pins, some Ninja Turtle pins. I know you are super in that. I have I think most of his Ninja Turtle pins at this point because um, he's always coming out with new ones and has some other really good pins too. And then my friend Erica, she had hers deleted because of some um, Bravo related. I think it's Bravo, the Queer Eye uh, yes. crew shut her down. Um, her, oh. yeah, she has some some really good. Um, queer eye pins she has some just kind of like original content ones she has some super cute if you're into animal crossing like me um she has some super cute postcards um right now that you can buy and send to some friends that also like animal crossing um her name's erica her instagram is at it's do two o's d-o-o stuff do was her last name so just a little fun play on that but yeah two people that have been out here working real hard and just kind of got taken down by <laughs> the Instagram man, um, which is kind of a bummer. And I don't know, just a big part of pins has always been the community for me and kind of supporting other people that support me. And I don't know, give them shout outs. Cause if I don't stick to something specific, I'm going to ramble people off forever and I'm going <laughs> to miss people and it's just going to be bad. Um, so yeah, Robert and Erica, give my shout outs, got my shout out for warrior pins. Woo-woo. I love the stuff you're doing. Thank um, you. I loved your, you just posted it, but it'll be old by now, but your uh, TMNT USPS design you just posted. I yeah. love that. Thank you. I had to do something. Yeah. And ties in perfectly with all your stuff. So very on brand. <laughs> Thank you. And you also have a discount code for us, for all the listeners. Yes. Exclusive for the pen pals. One last exclusive. Um, Yes, I've been dropping lots of exclusives on, <laughs> on y'all today. Um, so this will be good in my my online store, like my actual store, lowboatboutique.com, 
or my Etsy if you prefer shopping there. Um, discount code is PINPALS, super easy to remember because um, you're all my PINPALS. Um, and that's good for 25% off. Boom, 25% <laughs> off. And I'll have it good through the end of 2020. Bam, I like that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> You guys Something better take good. advantage of this because her, her <laughs> pins, Whitney's pins are, are to die for. And uh, there's something there for everyone. You're going to find something that you love. And I'll have some Halloween pins coming out soon. Probably should have, I hope, five, five at least five states coming out before the end of the year. So wow, there should be some good stuff. Whitney, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you hopping on the Zoom call with us and um, getting to talk pins. We loved it. Thank you so much. My favorite thing. Yeah, thank you so much, Jarek. Isn't Whitney amazing? I feel the pin community is blessed to have someone like her involved. I wish her nothing but success as she continues to lead a path of righteousness in the pin game. As always, thank you guys for sticking around to the end of the pod. It truly means a lot. I see and hear you guys out there, and I appreciate all the kind words. Special shout out to Ace E for leaving a review that really left me speechless. Thank you, Ace. That really brightened my day. You can read that over at Apple Podcast while you leave your own review. Gotcha. Okay, two quick things. Number one. Take a screenshot of this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, phone, car, TV, whatever, and post it on Instagram and tag us, Pin Pals Podcast and Lil Bo Boutique. Tell us what you enjoyed most about the episode. Bonus points if you share it as a post, but a story, reel, tweet, tickety-tock, whatever. Just make sure that Whitney can see it. Doing this will really help the podcast be a platform of positivity. So let her know what your favorite part was, what was the biggest takeaway, or, you know, if you just want to say thanks for a great conversation, that's totally cool too. Okay. Agenda item number two, the big news that I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, Warrior Pins is dropping some new product this Friday, September 25th, 2020. I'm not going to spill all the beans, but I will say there are multiple items being released. And for the first time, we're releasing a new type of product. So if this sort of interests you, then make sure you're following Warrior Pins on Instagram. Okay, let's quickly wrap this up. Follow and subscribe to the podcast wherever podcasts are available. Five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts would be awesome. Reviews and comments are always welcome. Find the podcast on Instagram at Podcast. Support the podcast by buying pins from Warrior Pins and email us with any feedback. Podcast at WarriorPins.com. You got all that, right? Cool. I'm Eric from Warrior Pins. Thank you for your time. And remember, it's the little things in life. I'll see you soon.